Support for Live in 225 is provided in part by the Grimm Family Center for Organic Production and Research at Cal Poly. For more information or to support the center, please visit organic.calpoly.edu. That's organic.calpoly.edu for the Grimm Family Center for Organic Production and Research at Cal Poly. Support for Live in 225 is provided in part by AgCom Central. Visit AgCom Central on twitch.tv forward slash AgCom Central or on our website, agcomcentral.com, where you can follow our social media. That's twitch.tv forward slash A-G-C-O-M-M Central for AgCom Central. Support for Live in 225 is provided in part by the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication at Cal Poly. Visit aged.calpoly.edu to register for our programs or to show your support. That's aged.calpoly.edu for the Department of Agricultural Education and Communication at Cal Poly. Good morning! We are here live in 225. This is the first episode of our podcast series. And this journey is just going to be talking about all organic agriculture all the time. And I'm here with my lovely um, guest panelists. We have our um, 225 professor, Dr. Mike. Hello. Hi. How are y'all? <laughs> we have um, Tegan, who has been helping with production and setting up of this podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we have our very special guest, um, Dr. Aaron Gorder. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> um, and I am your host, Natalie Victorine, and I am a second year AgCom student. So the whole point of um, today's introductory episode is just, just to talk about why we're here, what's the purpose of this podcast, um, and just going over a little bit about what this podcast is going to cover throughout all of the episodes that we're going to be doing throughout the quarter. Um, so I'd like to... I'd like to pass it off to <laughs> Dr. Mike just to talk a little bit about um, your experience in the ag comms industry and kind of what this is all about. All right, cool. Uh, I could start with my experience for sure. Um, so my name is Moses Mike. I uh, got my credentials as an ag comms uh, professor from the University of Florida, but I'm originally from the Caribbean where I had like my own business and communication. It was really in, in the entertainment industry. And with that, I, I spent a lot of time in agriculture. I'm not originally from the agricultural, uh, I don't originally have an agricultural background, but you know, I've, I've been close to agriculture a lot growing up in a, a rural area. And so I just found it fascinating that, you know, animals have their own personalities and I started to think about how I could, you know, bring those personalities out. It just turned out that I took a different direction with entertainment and I did a couple um, animations in agriculture and I did a couple short films in agriculture and then I eventually just took the plunge, did entertainment for a while, had a TV show and then um, brought it back to agriculture. But the point of this podcast, um, is, is really for us at Cal Poly here to give students the opportunity to be in a, a live production environment. And this, this is what is happening right now. So when the camera flipped off, you know, students have to be mindful that, you know, these types of, of issues happen all the time. 
And so they, they have to get the technical skills, they have to get the interpersonal skills, and they have to get the business skills out of this, in, out of this class. So all three of those things are very, very big, uh, and each one of those elements have to be you know, given its own you know, uh, attention. Uh, for example, last day we were frustrated by technical difficulties and then, you know, interpersonal things came into play because there was frustration. Um, and uh, I think I scared some of the students, uh, not the person that I pointed my frustration at, but like I scared some of the students when I, I, I took it to the business uh, personality that I have. All that to say, you know, students have to be aware that these things happen, technical difficulties happen, um, interpersonal communication mishaps happen. and, and they have to get that experience in this class. So I'm providing that industry level stuff. All the hardware and software that we have or we're using are being used by the industry, you know, as, 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 as a base for production. So for example, we're getting a Steam Deck. We have a, a eight port switcher. We have MD46 microphones, which is like absolutely industry standard. We're using, um, you know, we're using DSLRs right now, but we're aiming to get like uh, cinema grade cameras or uh, continuous powered cameras, camcorders that will help us. Um, you can see we have podcast arms, we have podcast microphones, and then we're trying to bring all the elements of podcasting, vodcasting, and live streaming all together in this class. And so while we've been learning in the classroom, a lot of what happened in the past three weeks is us setting up, troubleshooting, breaking down, making sure that we have things together. And even though we had that practice, you know, it's, things still went wrong, but I'm hoping that the students are getting what they need to get out of it. Yeah, and what do you think the importance of, of all of us here in 225, like learning these skills are? The importance of it? Mm -hmm. My gosh, I think if you walk away from a, an, a, any communications degree or a, an ag comms degree and you don't have this type of production experience, and production experience, I think, is transferable to any kind of, anything that you produce, if you walk away from this and you don't have that production experience, I think they've cheated you out of a, a good experience for sure. Um, again, it's, it's because you get these three big areas of, of existence, the production side, the business side, and the technology side. Um, I think it allows students to explore their personalities because I know a lot of students are shying away from the camera. They don't want to be on that production side and uh, th this is the the front end of production, but some students like to be on the back end of production. That's why Cole's there, and that's why uh, uh, Melissa is there, and she's been really, really great as well. And you've stepped up to be the host, so you're exploring your hosting uh, or, or uh, persona side of, of your, your personality or your person, and then other people are more along the lines of uh, uh, directing so Bella is the director and I've seen a couple of the students like uh, Griffin step up to be uh, giving some directives uh, Amy stepping up to give some directives and sometimes all we need are you know teammates that will help us get the job done so even though they're not like in a, a main role they're still they still have an important role whether it's like hey we missed uh, we forgot a cable upstairs can you go grab that instead of someone that's doing something else stopping and going for a cable so everyone's important on the team and it's a team effort and I try to push that a lot so if one member of the team is down we have to get them up um, everyone has to be on the lookout for problems uh, even if if you look 
if we get the opportunity to see how we've set up, it's it's a little bit like we're making it run and gun, a run and gun setup, but like in the future, we would want our students to have this uh, primary area for podcasting where we don't have to worry about cable setup uh, if we if we don't want if we don't have to we we don't have to worry about like setup cables being in the way and things like that yeah I hope that answers your question yeah I think, totally uh, I mean it's really important that we realize that everybody here on this podcast team like has a role and I we this could not be possible without the help of everybody here so I really like that your input on that um, and it just really highlights and showcases the learn by doing uh, motto that we have here at Cal Poly. Yeah. Sure. Um, which leads me to Tegan. You're sitting here on the, um, on the panel today. Tell me a little bit about your experience um, with ag comms and just kind of this journey so far. Yeah, so um, I'm actually a fifth year ag comms student. I am graduating in spring uh, with a minor in ag leadership as well. Which I was just talking about Dr. Porter about. <laughs> um, so, I really enjoyed ag comms and I felt like it's given me a really good outlet to be able to teach people about agriculture in different ways. And I've done a little bit of podcasting or video type really? things in other classes, Sick. Um, but nothing quite like this at this production level. So I think it's really, really cool to see this and be a part of this this quarter because I definitely wasn't planning on being in this class, but I am actually pretty thankful I am. Yeah. Super glad that you're here, and I I can't wait to like learn a little bit about about um, your experience more, um, and just like it's really cool that you're on the panel today. So thank you. Thank you. Um, let's hand it over to Dr. Gorder. Give us just a little bit of an introduction, a little bit about um, your experience at Cal Poly and in cafes. And her, she had a podcast too. So. You did have a so, podcast. Yeah. I'd love to hear about. I think that. that's why I'm here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I work mostly on the teacher education side, so I oversee our credential program. But another piece of that, like relating to education and tying into podcasts, is I oversee or oversaw a grant. Um, it was a uh, K-12 strong workforce grant, and a lot of that has to do with career exploration for students, specifically in agriculture. And so when I'd written the project, we had a whole plan to go out and do some industry visits. Well, I wrote that grant in 2019 and it was awarded. And then March of 2020 happened and it was really hard to take students out into industry. Mm -hmm. And so we made a, a quick shift and instead ended up interviewing people in industry and putting together podcasts with curriculum for teachers to use in the classroom with their students during the pandemic. Um, so it just involved finding people in industry, trying to like make sure they were from different parts of industry. So we were representing the entire industry and um, getting those up on a website through the Brock Center here at Cal Poly. They put together a website for that. We did transcriptions. We had students in ag education develop like curriculum or methods for implementing the podcast into their curriculum. So that was the Ag Snack podcast, and it was not sophisticated like this. I did it at my kitchen counter with one really nice microphone. <laughs> um, most of my editing included like re-recording stuff because my dogs would bark in the background <laughs> whenever like UPS would show up, and so it was a little bit different. And then I actually did a second podcast with some people in my Ag Leadership class during the pandemic. Really? Yeah, um, a fellow in my class uh, wanted to like kind of have an advanced time to reflect with each other and different people. Uh, he is a farmer from Imperial Valley 
and he grew like forage crops and onions and hemp. So it was called Hay Bales and Hemp was the name of that podcast. But mostly it was us just recording each other talking and then like trash talking each other about the fantasy football leagues <laughs> like that week and who'd won and then sending it out to the people in our class internally. So, but again, not sophisticated like this at all. Well, I'm su- we're super glad that you're here today. Um, and before we get into... Um, the organic side of this podcast and this episode, do you have any um, like prior knowledge of the organic agriculture industry? I mean, very surface level. It is not my area of expertise and I will not pretend that it is. <laughs> well, that's that's all right. We're all here to learn and that's the whole point of this podcast. Um, we are partnered currently with the Cal Poly Organic Center, um, which is led by Dr. Grishup, who unfortunately could not be here today. Um, but in Which the future, he is like our resident organic expert. Um, so he'll be coming in hopefully in the future and advising us and helping us learn a little bit more about organics. So maybe I could take over here and um, mm-hmm. sort of uh, guide the, the listener to, you know, understand exactly what's going to happen. So uh, this class is not only a class for, for learning, uh, students are actually getting tested or examined on the three major parts that I've discussed. So each uh, students are divided into groups and each group has to produce three podcast episodes with the help of a management team um, or an executive team. I can't remember what we call them. And so throughout the, the podcast, each group has to produce an episode that's different from everyone else's. So what we did early on is that we proposed episodes and then we sort of collaborated with each other to determine what has too much overlap. And then we decided on what the episodes were. There are 10 episodes in this season. Uh, this is the first one. And then after we sort of figured out exactly what each group is going to do that's different from every other group, uh, we forwarded it forwarded it to Matt, and then he sort of massaged, you know, the content that's going to be in them, and then uh, the guest speakers or the experts that could possibly contribute to um, that particular episode. And so, with that, you know, every episode is about 10% of a student's grade. So, uh, if if the students don't do the techno- technological part well, well, then everything goes to crap but they also have to get that interpersonal part well, done well. Uh, that's like emailing experts or email, emailing grad Matt to ensure that everyone's here, which is something that we didn't consider because we were experiencing technical problems and that's the big thing. And then um, the production side of things, if the production doesn't go well, you know, that they get a hit on the grade. But so far, I think what's been happening is that even though uh, students are split up into groups. I think the students are doing a really good job of helping each other. And that's really, really important because again, if you're working on a team and you don't have help from your teammates, it's, it's going to be like one or two people doing the majority of the work. And I don't think that's happening here. I think every time we've tried to set up, um, students have asked, Dr. Mike, we need this, or Dr. Mike, can I go get this? Or Dr. Mike, what, what do we need next? And uh, that's been very, very helpful. Um, and so, even though Matt's not here, we do have a good idea of, of what's going to be covered. So maybe Tegan could talk about the episodes that group one is going to cover. Yeah. So can you, um, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of our topics for organic ag is actually terms and definitions. Um, we are going to be conducting man on the street interviews. So actually going out on campus, asking students 
if they know the definition of organic ag, which I think a lot of us here in the classroom know there isn't a true definition of it. And a lot of people have different definitions of that. Um, but I'm super excited for that one because we actually get to go out and talk to some students and see exactly what they think. And they might not be ag majors and they might, they might be in English or um, business or something else. And so seeing their perspective and then bringing it back here in the classroom and talking about it again. Uh, another one was pop culture with organics. So actually trying to get uh, some kind of influencer person into here to have them talk about um, just their time online and how they can get people to buy products that they use or whatnot, which is super interesting. Yeah, I think the pop culture one is super important because I think, um, you know, social media, it's where a lot of people get their information from. And so if if students follow influencers, they may be getting erroneous information. So for example, we had a, a, a class last quarter called Storytelling in Agriculture and, you know, one of the, the object, not objectives, one of the assignments uh, was to find someone uh, online, an influencer that was spreading misinformation about uh, organic fruit. And um, what came out was one influencer said, like this person is followed by at least 3 million people. He said, grocery stores uh, wait until fruit that were grown conventionally um, are almost ready to spoil or turn bad. And then they label them as organic fruit and then upcharge. So he was saying that... Um, that sounds kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if you're a bad grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so we, we had to debunk that and understand the policy behind uh, organic agriculture for sure. Uh, what what popular culture things in, ag, uh, in organics have you come across in, in your, like in your overall experience? What do you think is popular in organic production? I carefully curate everything that I listen to to try and like remove the noise. So I really don't see a whole lot of, it's very periphery for me. Got it. But I think mostly the like biggest myth that I probably see a lot is that it's healthier for you. And I don't know if many influencers have the background in like nutrition and dietetics to really be able to make those claims. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a big part of one of our episodes as well. Like, It's like influencer and like diet culture and like how that works into organics and debunking like is organics healthier or is it just a different approach to growing produce and crops and everything like that. Um, so I'm really excited to discuss that a little bit more. Um, Dr. Mike, you were saying, sorry. Oh, no, I was just saying like uh, the, the pop culture episode is really, really going to be uh, fun because, you know, there's so much misinformation and the way information is shared can be so convincing too, right? Like even what I'm saying now, I'm saying it very convincingly, but it doesn't have to be true. So, <laughs> um, but what this ep this podcast is supposed to help us do is to like demystify a couple of those things. Building a, on that influencer type of thing, I not necessarily related to organics, mm -hmm. but one of my roommates is super, into watching her influencers on her Instagram account and and what they kinda. and what like they say for her to buy and whatnot and so she, I she had gotten a package and um I was like oh what's that and she goes oh it's a hairbrush and I was like 
okay, cool. And she goes, yeah, my one of my influencers told me to told me to get it. The music scared me. <laughs> um, and she was like, yeah, it was like $35, $40. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, for a hairbrush? Because someone told you to, told you to buy it. Yeah. Um, that's really funny that you bring that up. Um, so I, I live in a house of 23 sorority girls and I am the only ag major. And so we always have chapter dinner together and they're always coming up to me. They're like, Natalie, like, is XYZ food good for you? Is it like, should I be eating this? Because there's somebody on Instagram that's saying that this isn't good for me. Like, I don't know if I should eat this. And yeah. It's just very interesting to see public's perceptions of agriculture and not even that, but the nutrition of foods. And I think that if we tie that into organics and we can kind of, um, like with this podcast, just kind of create um, a direction for people to follow and just inform themselves on what this is all about so they can just be better consumers and um, better advocates for agriculture because... Um, whether it's the food on our plates or the clothes on our backs, we're all affected by agriculture. And I think that this is really just a great way to start is Natalie this discussion. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm really interested to hear more about um, uh, Dr. Gorder's experience <laughs> doing the podcast with the students and stuff. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. Um, so you talked a little bit about like how you did the podcast, but what was the experience like and what technology did you use to arrive at this? And, and Sorry, I'm asking a lot of questions. I, I really want to know if if it's valuable for students, especially ICOM students, to participate in something like this. I think so, because I think there's a lot of little things that you don't might not pay attention to, and you think, well, I'm just going to hop on Zoom and record this, and it's <laughs> going to be great. But I was working with people in industry, so I had to have a very specific calendar schedule because I was impacting their day, and obviously everyone was busy during the pandemic, but some of the people I were interviewing were like, you know, in production and there was a lot of stuff that they were working on at the time. Um, so I had a very specific calendar system that I used for them to select their appointments that automatically generated all the links and information they would need for the interview. That included sending out the questions ahead of time so they knew what I was going to ask. Um, a big part of this because it was for uh, use in the high school was making sure that the episodes themselves were no longer than they were like 20 30 minutes was the goal otherwise it would be too long and a student wouldn't listen to it um so during the podcast i would have some people that were really long-winded when mm. we were recording and i would i would remove questions um i also told them before we started recording what my last question would always be mm. and so that was like the big last question mm -hmm. and it was always what would you go back and tell 17 year old you like oh. biggest piece of career planning advice right now because our audience was like 16, 17 year olds. Yeah. So that was like the final question. Um, the technology piece, the biggest things I dealt with were uh, internet dropping out in the middle of an interview. Oh no. My dogs. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I feel, feel like I live in an area that gets a lot of like jet traffic from Vandenberg or something. So sometimes <laughs> there'd be like a jet flying over and I'd be like, okay, stop just a second. Like we're going to. We're going to start that answer over again in a, in a minute. Um, I did also find that there were some times that the people I were, was interviewing were so nervous, and I tried mm. to frame it as it's just a conversation. 
there was one we had to stop and like come back in a week. I was like, just calm down because they kept starting over again. I'm like, this isn't like uh, a well, pre-recorded response. Yeah. Like, just let's just talk. Um, so I think I learned over time to be very upfront with this is just a conversation. Yeah, you can say um, and it's okay, and don't apologize for stumbling worst comes to worst you could just edit it out right like yeah absolute worst comes to worst yeah so i think that those are my like the big hurdles on the production side i also had a like a confidentiality agreement because i was concerned with um the corporations that they worked for that if they said something about the company they worked in perhaps or that they weren't like giving away trade secrets Mm. wherever they worked at. So I did have a disclaimer. This is like just for educational use. Like you're allowing this to be, you know, disseminated about the world after we're done recording. So I did have that. I mean, I'm not sure how much weight it really carried, but I, (laughs) but I at least thought ahead of time that they would go through and read that so that they knew what they were getting into, that it was going to be shared with all the high schools in California. Yeah. Can you describe some of the um, industry professionals that you brought in into your podcast and kind of like how that impacted um, your audience? Like what, what would, what would they take away from this, um, from your podcast? Yeah. So I had a couple people that were like very production uh, like owner operator of farms. Mm-hmm. And I knew that that was not something that was going to resonate a whole lot with many high school students. Um, and so we tried to move it towards like people in other service and supplier sectors of the industry. So we had a person who oversees commercial sales at Bonnie pack produce, um, a gentleman that owned a, uh, tree nut like, custom harvest um, business in the valley and then uh, lobbying we had some people in Sacramento who did work for the Ag Council but then had just transitioned to lobbying for in healthcare so that was very interesting to hear what she'd taken from her Ag background into the healthcare sector um, trying to think of who else this was also like three years ago so let me <laughs> Ag lending we had Ooh. some in banking winemaking, vineyard Very management. Very exciting. That's um, really interesting that you brought up like the lobbyists mm-hmm. and like the policy side of agriculture. I think we do have a whole episode of this podcast devoted to um, policy around organic agriculture. So that'll be like super interesting to um, dive into and talk about. Uh, director, how much time do we have left? Before, before we um, wrap up this podcast, are there any like outstanding things that the, the panel would like to discuss or any questions that you may have? Um, one of the things I like to say is that I, I hope my students are getting uh, the experience that I want them to get. Again, focusing on the production side, interpersonal communication and the business side, because we are getting supported by you know the, the center, the organic center on campus. So. If we don't satisfy the client, we don't get paid straight up. Like that's that's pretty much it. Is there anything you want to talk about, Tegan? Um, I'm just super excited to be part of this and actually the production side of it and being on the back end and just volunteering today to just sit in as well. That's it. Yeah. Dr. Gorder. Yeah. <laughs> I would just, I guess, I think this is great. I think this, I think podcasts are fun and they're kind of newer to my life. I didn't really listen to them till like three or four years ago, 
but I think the ones that I like the most are the ones that connect with me as the listener. So I just remembering going forward who your audience is and trying to make sure mm. that you're giving them what they want mm-hmm. um, is helpful. Yeah, yeah, definitely audience focus is the biggest, one of the biggest things that we're considering um, on this journey. But um, and wrapping up this episode, um, thank you all for sitting in on this panel. Um, shout out again to the Cal Poly Organic Center and Dr. Grishop um, for helping support this podcast and like make this possible. Um, shout out to the production team that has just made this vision um, a reality and Dr. Mike for helping um, guide us all along on this. No um, worries. So this is Live in 225, and we are signing off. Thank you all. Live in 225 is a production of the AGC 225 class at Cal Poly called Digital Communications and Agriculture. Program funding was provided by the California Certified Organic Farmers Foundation and the Transition to Organic Partnership Program. Our director for season one was Bella Anushian. Our host was Natalie Victorine. The executive producer, creator, and co-editor for the show was Moses Mike. Matt Grayshop was our co-producer. Our guest for this episode was Dr. Aaron Gorder. The student panelist was Tegan Ellers. Our audio technician was Melissa Frago, who was also our managing editor. The video switching director was Cole Stevens. Finally, our vocal talent was Jared Mandrell. Background music by LVY Music from Pixabay. Intro and outro music by Alex Grohl from Pixabay. Thanks for joining us.